Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 137 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig. My name is also Craig. I will, no pun inserted, because I can't think of one. <laughs> Neither can I. Was I was trying to think I, of one, I, too. I, I can't transition the into the news. Uh, yeah, I can't transition <laughs> into the news with any of this. Wait, so. oh, wait, 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 wait. Back again with the only thing longer than God of War, this podcast. There you go. Mm, okay. There we go. All right. Yep. There That's not go. bad. Yep. I like it. And uh, <laughs> one thing, too, as well, and just to like congratulate toward us, we just hit over 3,000 plays on Woo! our podcast. Yes. That's quite Let's the accomplishment. So thanks everybody for listening. But yes. to, to reward those for listening, we're going to start off with the news. Ooh, I like that yes. reward. And to reward them even further, guess what? I'm going to go first. We're going to throw yeah. it off. Yeah, Let's I'm, go. I'm shutting up. I'm <laughs> yeah. shutting up this time All right. <laughs> so my first one, I only have two. So these will, these won't take yeah. very long. And the first one, if you follow us on Instagram, you already saw, but we're going to bring it up here just in case. Because NCAA college football is not coming out 2023 anymore. It's coming out in 2024. Uh, How dare you? But also take your time. It's fine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Make it make it work. Make it make it work correctly. Make it a good game. We've talked about how we feel about these delays and like when we hear about it for spoken for one, like just push it back. Make it good. I'll play it in January. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited for, you know, just like you guys are for NCAA. Yeah. I just really want them to nail like the the atmosphere sort of stuff. I really want them to like make sure they do like the whole models of the stadiums, much like how FIFA does where you get like every model of the stadium, you know, to kind of be unique in itself, whether it's the big house horseshoe, Beaver Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, yep. the you know, Pasadena Coliseum. So it's just like there's so many stadiums that maybe they – Maybe they thought it would just be easier to do when they probably have a lot to figure out with NIL as well. NIL is definitely going to be a big thing that um, especially for player likeness wise, whether or not, you know, we're actually going to see the players you control with their names or whether or not you're just going to get a number like uh, because that's what they did. Right. And all used to be just numbers. Yep. Because you couldn't pay the athletes. Yep. So no likenesses, no number or no names. Um, I think like the first thing I thought of, though, when I saw this was. I'm going to assume that means they're not just going to use the Madden engine then. Right. And just like slap the college teams on top. If they're taking this much time, I know they have to do all the stadiums. I know they said they wanted to get like accurate cheers from the fans for each stadium, which is a lot of work. It's a lot of recording, a lot of stuff to do, but it gives me a little bit hope that they're not just going to use the same Madden physics, same Madden engine and just say, here's your college teams. At least I hope not. Yeah, no, I, I've uh, I hope I hope the same thing you guys do. But I was thinking too, it would be really cool if they're like taking the time to do like all of the actual intros. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, like and and what we've been saying for Madden for years, like actually up the presentation portion of things, because sure. like in college football, there's a bit more of. Um, can't I'm trying to think of the word. yeah <laughs> yeah ambiance and also like tradition that comes yep. with sincerity. It, you know? Yeah, yeah, like the, you know, the dotting the I in the Ohio State, you know, band, the mm-hmm. the blue, you know, and for us, for Penn State, the blue band thing that they do every year mm-hmm. with our fight yep. songs and everything like that. And I imagine other schools have a lot, you know, the 
of you know the USC you know USC with them you know putting the spear into the ground on horse you know on a yes. horse that stuff's just cool so mm-hmm. yeah. I I'd like them to be able to get the presentation of everything right that would be really nice and a lot of the times it's the same thing over and right. over again so you just have to get it right once and you probably don't have to do it you know uniquely for every game so to say I would say too um something small that they can do that 2k nba 2k already does this and not a lot of people notice but it makes a big difference every um team that you play with in 2k i'm not talking about like the the play-by-play announcers but if you listen for the in arena announcers that's the in arena announcer for every team Mm -hmm. Um, oh really yes so the first time i noticed it was after i had went to a sixers game and I, I came back and played. I was like, that's the same guy. And when you match it up with other teams, they also do that. So very, it'd be more work in college football. But if you bring in every person who does the in-stadium announcing and have them record lines, um, that makes a huge difference. Something small, but for somebody like us, we're going to recognize the guy who does Penn State's in-stadium you know, yeah. stuff somebody from Ohio state or somebody from Alabama is going to recognize there as well. And that just is a very tiny thing you can do to really immerse yourself. Um, So hopefully they do something like that. I don't know if that's like how many teams are there? 320 some, I believe. Yeah. That that's a lot of people to bring in, but I mean, they got the time. So that's something I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. They should make that a priority because that will, that will make that game surpass all other sports games in terms of that. Cause that's, that's half, that that's that's what separates college sports and specifically college football from from the NFL. Yep. You know, there's that tradition like Barry was speaking of. And like when you do get those recordings, tradition is tradition for a reason, length of time. <laughs> yep. So you don't have to like re-record it every year, you know, right. or anything right. like that. But yeah, you don't need to time. bring them in every year. Exactly. That they should, they should do that. Um, and then the last piece of news I have is something I thought was interesting, just small, but, uh, Sony said that they do not expect the PlayStation six anytime before 2027. I think that's too long, not long enough. What do you think? As long as it's not within the next four years, I'm good with it. (laughs) To be honest, are we on year two for the PS five? Yes. Ending year two. Yeah. Second holiday, right? Mm -hmm. So we're looking we're looking at another five years. I think that's probably about right. Yeah, isn't that like the seven-year cycle that they try to go by in terms of that? Yeah, but it gets... Like what the, what the... Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, Sorry. no, I was, it gets muddy now because you get the the small step-ups, right? The Xbox One and then the Xbox One X or the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. It always gets muddy, muddled in there. But yeah, that mm-hmm. would be right, seven years. Yeah, for the most part, I just want to feel like my PS5 purchase was worth it for a long enough period of time. Yes, you know, yes. it's it's going to be the same thing when they release the PS5, the PS5 Pro inevitably, and I'm mm-hmm. going to feel like I have to get that, even though I don't. But <laughs> I, I I feel like se- I feel like seven to eight years. There's always kind of the next jump in gaming where this one was kind of 4K and ray tracing. Right. Maybe then in the next 8K? seven years, it's 8K and yeah. um, maybe it's 8K and like built in VR or something like that. I, I really don't know. It's ga- Gaming is moving at such a quick pace right now. It's kind of hard to tell. I haven't noticed. Is 8K as far as TVs taking off or not? 
for the, for the uh, most part, it's available in really premium TVs. Right. And yes. th- like the thing is, is the content for 4K stuff isn't really there right now. Gaming right. could be one of the first ones to adapt 8K. They did say that, like, I know the PS5 does support 8K already, but mm-hmm. there's been really no word of any games really right. coming in 8K either. You know, I it's funny you play God of War and you can like hear the PS5, you know, turn on and its fans are like, mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> and it's like, what is God of War in 8K? Does like, do we have the same issues where everybody's memeing about the PlayStation 4 lifting off? when you're Probably. playing certain games so it's it's the next step up yeah it is that's all i had all right um i don't have a lot either i actually i did have the playstation 6 oh, uh, nice. timing thing written down um but the other couple of things i had this these two are just basically rapid fire which is essentially Pokemon Scarlet and Violet surpassing 10 million in sales, fastest selling, most selling Nintendo game. And as expected as well, God of War Ragnarok also surpassed The Last of Us Part Two, hitting 5.1 million copies in its first week. They got that number down. So not like we didn't expect it. The numbers are nice, uh, but I just thought I would like throw those out there just so that we we just knew. And then the only other one that I had was Microsoft um, admits to Nintendo and PlayStation PlayStation having better quality exclusives than themselves. Now, this is tied to their acquisition of Blizzard. And with that 70, what was it, billion, $70 billion acquisition? I don't think people make million-dollar deals anymore. They're all billion. No. <laughs> uh, $7,000 acquisition of Blizzard. <laughs> Uh, they uh they're fighting all these litigators regulators um who are basically nitpicking at the actual logistics and the legislation of it so one of their counteractives or i guess one of their narratives is to admit that sony and nintendo do have better and higher selling exclusives and they went as far to say that if they and they're not going to do this if they were to make call of duty a xbox exclusive that still even after all that, Nintendo and Sony do have better selling exclusives. Now, I just thought sure. it was funny. We have a continuous, at least one of us reports every week of just the Microsoft Sony thing being a, a petty brothers, brother, yep. brother fought fighting match where you say things that you may not necessarily mean or want to take back or you just say it for the camera. So I just thought that was funny. I don't know what you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like Microsoft has said this a lot already that they know they don't have exclusives. I don't think that's anything new. Um, It does seem like a lot of the litigation stuff is coming from Sony, right? Isn't that where it's mostly coming from? Yeah. Yeah. They they are pushing back the most. A lot of comments have been about how, and I know this is kind of connected to what Craig's been talking about, but Sony's kind of come out and said like, you know, oh, Battlefield can't keep up with Call of Duty. That's why they really can't do this. And it's like, well, duh, Battlefield's been on the downcline ever since Battlefield 4, I think, yeah. came out. And, yeah. you know, there is talks, and I have read a lot of, you know, Reddit commenters about how, like, Battlefield is slowly becoming more playable. But what, it's been released for almost a year now when we're just getting to the playable <laughs> um, update right. for it. So there really is no... There really is no comparing the two because Call of Duty is in a league of its own. 
And mm-hmm. yes, it sells gajillions of copies every year, but it's also because they put together a good shooter where Battlefield can't seem to figure out how to put it to put together a good shooter at this moment. So mm-hmm. you kind of just have to continue to roll with the punches for the most part. Like, yeah, Sony releases better exclusives. That's pretty obvious considering how, what Microsoft's been doing as of late, but they are trying to eventually get there. Uh, Sony, Sony has, you know, the, the system sellers right now and Microsoft has the compatibility better than, you know, either of the consoles where you can pick up things from your computer or play on your Xbox. So, you know, eventually maybe we start to see something from Sony be more compatible, which they're starting to release their games on PC, but Mm -hmm. nothing like Game Pass. So, you know, you know, Xbox is still doing its fair share. It just needs to take its time and make the exclusives they need to do. The only thing is, though, is you don't see yeah sony's taking its time with its exclusives but like gears of war we haven't seen for a long time you know since the one x came out we haven't you know really heard or seen anything from halo yes that did just come out but that took years of work and that's really the only two that i could really name uh unless you guys can name some other forza yeah at least we had horizon five but you know you start to realize that horizon five is more of horizon four just in mm-hmm. a different a different area here. Motorsport should be coming out eventually, so that's going to mm-hmm. be yep, coming out as well. But you're you are missing like the I guess the original IP sort of stuff where mm-hmm. you know Sony at least has Horizon, which is only in its second game, you know, Forbidden West here. You have some others like Stray that did very well. And you know, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. Yes, we will. <laughs> Microsoft will get there, but it's just patience, and eventually, patience is rewarded for the most part. They they have all those studios that they bought. You just have to wait until those studios come up, finish their games, right? I mean, that was yeah. a couple of years ago that they bought them, so it's not out of the realm of possibility to think it's going to be another couple of years before we see what they've been working on. But as of right now, yeah, there's like there's literally nothing, in my opinion, that's like the standout like blockbuster xbox exclusive something that you can put up against god of war or horizon that both came out this year and be like yeah this is the microsoft equivalent there's just halo was not it horizon um you know forza is good but it's not on the level of a exclusive like god of war horizon forbidden west and who knows maybe um what was it was it was it stalker was the game that was supposed to come out earlier this year yeah, uh, that was yeah. maybe maybe that would have been their their time too. But the things were going on with Ukraine and the things going on inside that studio right now, like yep. it, it's another thing of having to just be patient and wait for it. Yeah, um, isn't isn't Redfall exclusive to Xbox? I, th- I, I think can't so. Plus, and they bought they Team work. Ninja, right? So whatever yeah. Team Ninja's working on, which we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to come back with a punch, Craig. I, I agree with you there. You know, we just got to wait for the games to finish. And then all of a sudden, Microsoft's going to look a lot better than they do now in comparison to right. Sony. Right. You know. We are going to talk about it in a little bit, but I, I, I am predicting we will probably see like a, a really like major exclusive IP trailer for um for Xbox. Probably Fable, because we haven't heard anything yeah. about Fable in a oh long time gosh. at Elder the Scrolls. Game Awards. I will think we will see something at the Game Awards for Xbox. Yeah. That's a but, segue right there. Yeah, yeah speaking of, <laughs> speaking of the game well awards, 
we we are going as a podcast we are going to go over the game award nominees and we are going to discuss them as a group here and figure out uh what we as the podcast are voting for i'm already signed into our account so yes. this should this will be interesting i already started from the bottom so we will be working our way up let's do I it i will admit uh i am a little I don't know what some of these are, so we're gonna see here in a minute. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you. Guys I think we do. can we could probably skip all the uh, like the esports teams and and favorite streamers. I saw all those categories. I was like, hey, I don't really yes. care enough yes, about please. any of that. I can do that. <laughs> okay, so we'll start off with the first one then. Best sure. esports game is the first one, mm-hmm. which we play these games. I do recognize most of them. Yep. Uh, Counter Strike Global uh, Global Offensive, Dota mm-hmm. Two. League of Legends, Rocket League, and Valorant uh, seems okay. to be the ones there. Uh, seeing as I don't like, you know, I play a little bit of League of Legends, but I don't play anything competitively. I do know Craig plays a lot of Rocket League. I wouldn't I do. be my, I, I wouldn't mind probably voting for Rocket League here. I like Rocket are. League a lot. Like it's my go-to. I always go back to it. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my pick. I mean, that's definitely up there, uh, and it's such so long-standing as well. Mm. Um, I've, I dabbled in Rocket League um, until I realized how good the, the com- competition was compared to me, so I picked up, like, another game. But it's it's such a unique experience that really hasn't had something to recreate it, you know, exactly yeah. the feeling of scoring in that game. So, you know, I'll throw a vote there as well. Sweet. All right. It'll I, feel probably like, be... I feel like Valorant's going to win that category, though. I feel yeah. like it could be League. League had a big okay. year this year with its worlds. Um, sure. That I vote. We I put that as we voted for the for the kind of best performance or stage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Next up is most anticipated game. Okay. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 16. Hogwarts Legacy. Resident Evil 4. Starfield. And finally, it's an Xbox exclusive. Yes, it is. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah. The the Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, boy. I mean, my vote's Hogwarts, I think. My vote is also Hogwarts. But there's a lot of good ones in there. My vote's Tears. Wow. Okay. See, for I, me, I mean, <laughs> for me, it is bet- it's between those two. Me mm-hmm. personally, though, is. Breath of the Wild was kind of like, yes, the huge big step, and I am very anticipated for it. But this Hogwarts is the first kind of big Harry Potter game that has potential to actually fill, you know, fill the hopes and dreams of the people. So mm-hmm. I that's why I'm more leaning toward Hogwarts, because Zelda's going to be Zelda. We know Zelda. It's going to be Zelda. It'll so, sell more. Yeah. Than I, I, I don't know about that. You don't think so? I, 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 I think, so. I think so much no more yeah. it could specific yeah. like there's people that are going to buy playstation 5s for their mother for this game exactly or, it, that's me like, just, you've literally just yes. explained me <laughs> <laughs> that, like it's gonna be i don't want to say system seller yet but this is this might be the game that people actually you know elbow somebody to get a playstation 5 for that was the nicest thing i could think of somebody to do to to aggressively get a playstation 5 elbow somebody Mm -hmm. this 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 is the game there's some there's such a fan base and while jk does not have the 
JK the, doesn't deserve this. She, we, we don't talk about she JK. She doesn't deserve this. Yeah. She's also not yeah. really tied to it in any way. Exactly. Yeah. It, but precisely. But I guess where, where I was going is that the Harry Potter nation or whatever the group of Harry Potter fans, including myself, was called, um, <laughs> they're still strong despite what she did to the ser- like to the franchise or to the series or what or to the hearts and minds of all the young kids to people our age, you know. Um, so based on that fan base, it'll probably sell more. I just I need a game to make me feel like Breath of the Wild again, which is why Tears is ahead because nothing okay. will ever make me feel like Breath of the Wild make me feel like playing. That's it's fair. a very specific feeling you get when you play that game. So and I didn't that's, that's, get that's, it. That's just me. It bounced off me so hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk I'm about like- Starfield. That's- <laughs> I hope Starfield's good, but I don't really have any faith in it, honestly. Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't like, I didn't like the footage. No, yeah, I don't no. like what I see. I don't like uh, what I see from Starfield. That's what worries me here. Good thing uh, is so- it'll be on Game Pass. So yeah. yes, I, I I'm gonna put us down for Hogwarts. Sorry, okay. uh, sorry. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. You were outvoted. Ex- yes, I am executive decisioning this one. Mathematics. Yep. Next one is best adaptation, which luckily I have seen all these things. So okay. we'll see about how you guys feel. Best adaptation, uh, we have Arcane, League of Legends, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, all three of these Netflix shows. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Okay. And Uncharted. Mm. It's it's Arcane. Arcane, yes. I have uh, yeah, I will admit it's a little close with Cyberpunk, but Arcane was better. I, I fully Cy- Cyberpunk was gonna be my vote. And I was going to spend the rest of the time making fun of um, Uncharted. Yeah, and, Uncharted doesn't and, deserve to be on there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, they I, just needed five. I don't even like League of Legends or anime, and I liked Arcane. So there's that. That's, yeah, Arcane's that's just something. really good. Yeah, Arcane's just really mm-hmm. good. If that doesn't win, I'll be shocked. Absolutely mm-hmm. shocked. I agree. Just Cyberpunk Edge Runners is the more recent. So there is a lot sure. of recency bias that will be coming out of that one. Best indie debut: Stray, Neon White, <laughs> Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire mm. Survivors. It's gonna be Stray. It's gonna be Stray. I I kind of want Tunic. I'm a fan of Tunic. <laughs> Tunic's myself. good. Yeah. See the it's thing, really Vampire see, Survivors for, is good too. Yeah, for me, I struggle because like Neon White was really good, but it's also a very kind of it, it's a much more niche game. Mm-hmm. Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors are my three main ones that I look at here. I actually, I actually really prefer Vampire Survivors okay. uh, as as kind of the indie debut here. But I know you know we've got. I one think I do too, but, but I think Stray is going to win. I'd rather play Vampire Survivors. But I think Stray is the better game. I'm going to stick with Stray. All right. Hmm. As somebody who didn't play Vampire Survivors, though. So let's get that in mind. There's a caveat there. But it's very simple. Well, I guess we're split on that. Well, I said I got you. I know people like Stray. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Executive decisions. It's not getting game of the year vote. So let's vote it now. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's some other categories that could win. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's in it's it's in other ones. Mm-hmm. But next up is best multiplayer game. Yeah. This should be pretty easy. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Multiverses. Mm-hmm. Overwatch oh. 2. Mm-hmm. Splatoon 3. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. 
It's Call of Duty. Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty. Yeah. It's All right. Duty. Yeah, sweet. An easy one. I like them. That's an easy one. I like one. those. Yeah. I like those yeah. easy ones there. Um, next up is easy. best sports slash racing. Forza. We have <laughs> F1 22. Okay. FIFA 23. NBA 2K 23. Gran Turismo 7. And the Ali Ali World. They, uh, did Forza oh. not come out this year? Forza's not did on Horizon the not come out this year? Hold on. Did they really put Gran Turismo and not Forza Horizon? Okay. I'm going to look it up. That seems crazy to me. Um, Was it Horizon 5 or 6? It's Horizon 5. 5. All right, here we go. No, it did come out in 2021. All right, November of 2021. Yeah, right. um, really late, really late. So it was, what was it? F122, FIFA 23, NBA okay. 2K23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ali Ali World. I'm going to let you guys have this one because I didn't play any of these games. I did I not play a sports them. game this year. Gran Turismo. I played most of them as well. I I am leaning toward Gran Turismo, but a part of me does like voting for FIFA, but that's also recency biased because they released the the World Cup mode. So right. that's I you know I'm going to put it, I'm going to I'm going to put Turismo. Okay, FIFA. FIFA. Let's sweet. do FIFA. I forgot FIFA. about that. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. World Cup mode's a lot of fun. Next up is best sim slash strategy game. We have Dune Spice Wars. Mario plus Rabbid Sparks of Hope. Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. I mean I'm saying I'm saying Rabbids. I would say Rabbids, I haven't even played it yet. <laughs> I I would say Rabbids, but I have played a lot of Total Warhammer 3. I'm gonna say Rabbids because Total Warhammer is just kind of the next step in the second one. There's okay. a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put Mario versus Rabbids or Mario plus Rabbids because it did take a big step this year. That game is a lot of fun. That game is a lot of fun. Sweet. I got that one. Finish that one. <laughs> Next one is best family game. Ooh. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Lego Star Wars, the, the Skywalker Saga. Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Nintendo Switch Sports. And Splatoon 3. Hold on. Is Mario Wait, and Rabbids a family, family no. game? It's not. I mean, one person can play while the family watches. What? But that one's disqualified. Get it out of here. Yeah, please. Uh, Kirby was good. I I know it's going to be forgotten out of a lot of people, but I'm going to pick Nintendo Switch Sports. That is oh, what I didn't, I didn't like it. I mean, that seems, but that seems like the most family game out of these games. Right? What was after game- Kirby? Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker That's my Saga. Pick. That's my pick. Okay. There's so much those... crammed into that game. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me, for the most part, you know, you, there's going to be definitely a lot of people like who either don't care about like the switch sports, but you know, it is like a fun family game to play much like how we sports was just, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're right. It's not as good, but then right. the Skywalker saga, there's definitely a bunch of, you know, multiplayer, I, you know, uh, yeah. nine movies in yeah, one game. Co-op. Co-op, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, my thing. Right. Yeah, you know that what? I'm gonna go great. start. I'm gonna go Skywalker Saga there. I like. Yeah, it. I'm, I'm not gonna. Skywalker. I'm not gonna fight. Skywalker actually, Skywalker I forgot. About it. 
yeah. The co-op combined with all of those movies packed. That's actually that's, that's a, a lot of stuff they put in there. That that yeah. took me like a good forty hours to fifty hours to get everything done. Yeah, and it's fun. It, it it's is it is a lot. Mm-hmm. Next up is best fighting game. We have DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All Star Battle R, The King of Fighters fifteen, Multiverses, and Sifu. Which oh, Sifu was bad. Well, like, what's weird is all of these games, like, yes, they're all arcade fighters. Sifu isn't, which is no, a really not. odd. It's not. It's a really odd inclusion into all of this, which it's makes like it. It's like they didn't know like, where to put it to get it in a nomination for something. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they're trying to round out the category or something because they only had four and they needed to make it five, you know. I haven't played any of them except Sifu, but I've heard a lot of good about Multiverse. I've heard a lot of good about Multiverse and DNF Duel, which, if you don't know, is made by Arc System Works. They always do incredible work with fighting games. So I I think actually, for the most part, I am going to say Multiverse is here as well because of, you know, it is it is a Smash Brothers clone, but it seems to really be the only one that's kind of put its itself forward, I guess. And definitely tried to become more popular. Put in the I mean, work, it please. is the only it is the only game where Superman can fight Arya Stark. So maybe that should <laughs> give it a leg up. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Next up is going to be best role playing game. Now we're starting to get into Ooh, some stuff here. All right. Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring. OK, there's no soul hackers in this. Oh, look at uh, that. It yeah. didn't make it into the category. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah it didn't make it into the category. I get it. All right. Let's continue you all you here. Need to. I think I played more soul hackers than you did. <laughs> Just let's keep going. <laughs> Live Alive is the second nominee. Okay. Elden Ring was the first one in case you guys weren't too busy laughing at me. <laughs> Pokemon Legends Arceus. Triangle Strategy made it on here. And Xenoblade okay. Chronicles 3 for best role playing. I, I have to pick uh, Legends Arceus. I loved this game so much. I, I am I am for Arceus here. Man. I don't know. Xenoblade was fun, but I skipped all the cutscenes. Um I didn't play a whole lot of Elden Ring. And Live a Live. I played live like alive. an Live a, whatever. I played live like alive, an hour. Yeah. Live Alive. Um I mean Elden Ring's gonna win this category, let's be honest. Well, there are other categories in which Elden Ring is in, which makes me think that it, which makes me think that one of like Pokemon Triangle Strategy or Xenoblade Chronicles Three has a chance to win because it's you know it's kind of the three unique here and Live Alive is technically a remake, so yeah, yeah, I don't care, I don't really have a vote in this one. Yeah, see, I was thinking the same kind of thing you are, Barry. Like, I my mind went Elden Ring, but. Elden Ring is probably is, is up for best game and a bunch of other different things. Right. So like I almost don't want to vote for Elden Ring because of that. Like I want to like pick <laughs> something else. But like the only other game I played, well like played played would be Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and that game was pretty good. It is for good. the Switch. <laughs> it looks pretty good for the Switch. So yeah. I mean, the story and the content and the play and the gameplay and the characters and such like that, it's actually one of the games this year that I'm truly sad I didn't finish, like more so than other games. So I might go that route. Um, 
I'm okay with I'm okay with either I'm okay with either of these like either of these two winning, but uh, yeah, for me, I still got to put my foot down with Arceus. I Arceus was such a switch up, and I know it didn't run well, and I know Scarlet and Violet doesn't run well, but it was such a for me there was more of a connection to like you playing as the trainer than ever before with. Mm-hmm being able to throw pokeballs there being actual danger you know with you know pokemon actually attacking you um there there is and i know it's not really an open world as well either but for 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 me arceus or xenoblade chronicles 3 does deserve it but it i don't care i'm out of this one well you might have to be the deciding vote here okay so you're saying pokemon craig what are you saying he's saying chronicles 3 yeah xenoblade xenoblade all right, Xenoblade it is then. I'd rather play Xenoblade than I would Pokemon. Fair enough. That That's all I'm going off of. Pokemon Arceus was a good game. I just I didn't get into it. Yeah. It's better than Scarlet and Violet, that's for sure. <laughs> Best action adventure game. Okay. A Plague Tale Requiem. God of War Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West. Stray. And Tunic. I love Man. that Tunic made it on that one yeah that's that's cool man that's a tough one i'm voting tunic here i like it tunic let's run with it yeah tunic yeah i I, for for me in the most part like it says for best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving tunic has really good puzzles really good traversal like the whole afterlife thing as well is also a lot of fun with it where forbidden yes forbidden west looked great ragnarok looked great stray the puzzles i'm gonna say were very easy very remedial and your traversal is pressing x a lot uh that's pretty much what traversal is and then a plague tale requiem is is much like the other games in this i want i'm going yeah we're voting tunic tunic it it is switch it up a little bit best action game Bayonetta 3, okay. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Wouldn't it be Call of Duty? Barry's going to vote Bayonetta. Well, no. So, like, the oh, thing is okay. here is, and don't, you can't just put me into, <laughs> you can't just put me places, Craig. It's not. You know you're going to do it. You're going to pick Bayonetta. No, I and put me places. <laughs> he's not I a love, chess piece. <laughs> yes, I I love Bayonetta, but I do have to say that it is more Bayonetta. Like that's yeah. that's what that is. Call of Duty is more Call of Duty, and I want to and I would like to stretch out a little bit and kind of reward people from reward these studios for more ingenuity, which sure. I liked Neon White for its card ga- card based game mechanics and the speed running. And then I also think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles also probably deserves a little bit of that. We My haven't Ninja seen Turtles. It's Ninja a good Turtles. Game. All right, it's a Let's really a... good game. So Ninja Turtles, we're voting for. I've, I'm completely okay with either of those. Completely. Literally, it's on Game Pass, so like I can't stress enough. People at least try that game. It's so well done. So well done. Barry's gonna vote Bayonetta. Him. <laughs> <laughs> On to 5E. Oh, wait, he doesn't want to go there. All right. <laughs> Best VR and AR game. Uh, I'm Golf not. Plus. 
here's the thing. I'm not exactly happy with this list either, Craig. Me neither. Uh, I do so, not like this list. Read go all. ahead. So we have After the Fall, mm-hmm. Among Us VR, Gross. Bone Lab, mm-hmm. Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. Bone Lab. Easily. I do believe Bone Lab as well. It's a great game. I'll stick the, to that. The games that I want aren't on there. Like, I can't believe the uh, the NFL Pro Era wasn't on there. I can't believe it either. I right? uh, like, That's so something that's never been done. Yeah. Bone Lab's great, but it's a shooter. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's a, it's a very good shooter. And, like, the environment stuff is awesome. But, like, there's 10,000 shooters on VR. And Among mm-hmm. Us is, is okay. Like, if you like Among Us, having it in VR is cool. Yeah, it's but, Among Us. Yeah. I would have thought NFL Pro Air would have been on there for sure. All right, next up. Innovation and accessibility. And just so we all have an idea here. Recognizing Mm -hmm. software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. As Dusk Falls. God of War Ragnarok. Return to Monkey Island. The Last of Us Part 1. And the quarry. God of War. Yeah. There's so much yeah. you can do in that game. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to give it to The Last of Us, even no. though like a lot of the accessibility talk was spurred by The Last of Us 2. Uh, and they just mm-hmm. kind of ported that over to the part one remake. I was going to ask you, like, because you played these games more than I did, Craig. Like, as dusk falls in the quarry, do you know what? Do you feel like they did anything when it came to accessibility? I thought As Dusk no. Falls was just more of a, uh, like a almost a text adventure game, much yeah, like yeah. Monkey I mean, Island. Yeah, essentially it was, and like the quarry had the quarry had some good things. Uh, like I mean, the, the the biggest thing that I remember about the quarry, and it's it's not the accessibility actually, it's that no. you can play it in you could play it in different modes that change the look of the game, like right. itself. Okay. Because it didn't have like a, it was like black and white or like mm-hmm. you different play like, like a, filters a VHS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, God of War just had so much, and I think what puts it over the top is the addition of the checkpoint system for bosses. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's huge. That's something nobody's done before, and is huge for somebody who struggles. Um, I have friends who love to play video games but don't play them because they are always like, "Oh, I'm not good enough," and I always lose. That's huge for somebody like that, right? That is to huge. be like, you can put it on the lowest difficulty and checkpoint system for the bosses. That way you can still enjoy the story. So I, mm. I like that. Save God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Best community support. Get Apex out of here. <laughs> if first up is Apex Legends. <laughs> Get it out of here. Destiny 2. I know who mine Final is. Fantasy 14. Fortnite and No Man's Sky. It's got to be No Man's Sky. I think it's Fortnite. See, like, I want to say Fortnite. They've done so much still, but but like, No Man's Sky has done so much. They literally took it from a from a bottom feeder game to past playable, and they keep adding stuff to it. You know what I mean? So that's true. I would be upset with No Man's Sky, honestly. They should be rewarded for turning that nightmare around. Yeah. And they didn't ask they didn't ask for a single penny. If you bought the game, they just kept doing update and patch and update and patch yeah. and update. And they didn't ask you as the person that made the 
sadder decision earlier, like what is that, three or four, five years like a ago? A long time ago. Yeah. yeah, they didn't ask for a single cent. They just kept making it better continuously. I don't know. That that sets it apart for me. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Fortnite is Fortnite is consistent though. I get why your head's yeah. going there for years. And they keep adding new things and you can play as LeBron James, <laughs> which is amazing. Or Goku, Vegeta. <laughs> or Goku. <laughs> Crazy. But I mean, no, no Man's Sky is just, I don't know, transcends what mm-hmm. that definition of that category is. Yeah, I can go No Man's Sky as well. All right. It's fine by me. They deserve it. Best mobile game. I hate these. <laughs> yeah. Apex Legends Mobile. Ooh. Diablo Immortal. Get out of here. <laughs> Genshin Impact. Mm-hmm. Marvel Snap. And Tower of Fantasy. I haven't played Marvel Snap. Diablo doesn't I deserve play, to be on there. I played a little Snap. It's, How is it? It's pretty. It's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. It's uh, it's definitely a lot more interactive than a couple of the other Marvel games that I've played on mobile because I played like once throughout the years, mm-hmm. and I kind of like it. I can only speak about Marvel Snap though personally. I haven't Apex played Apex Mobile's before. good. Um, but it's just Apex on your phone slash tablet. Yeah. I mean, if you like Marvel, we go with Marvel. I didn't play Genshin at all. Yeah, but, but Genshin's Genshin. Good. We know Genshin. Like, yeah, true. So, um, so like, yeah, it did come out with more updates. Uh, Tower of Fantasy. I, of course, I played it. To be honest, <laughs> That's, you want to put me on a chess piece there, Craig? Yes, yep. I will. I will admit I played Tower of Fantasy. Barry's gonna vote for Tower of Fantasy, guys. Well, no, I actually, I haven't, I've heard a lot of good things about Marvel Snap, where I really haven't, you know, Tower Fantasy, of course, is another anime game. So I'm, I'm okay with doing Marvel Snap, just because I have heard a lot of good things about that, even though I haven't played it. I'll download it and try it out. See, for me, it would be poke, it'd be the Pokemon card game that they just did, Pokemon Live, is what they're Mm -hmm. calling it now, but that's not on here, so it doesn't matter. And it's in beta. Pokemon Live Alive. Live Alive. (laughs) Pokemon Live Alive. Live best life. indie <laughs> okay uh cult of the lamb mm. neon white sifu stray and tunic it's between cult and tunic for me i'm personally tunic. going to go cult of the lamb mm, okay i'll agree all right i didn't play it right. cult of the lamb I, I guarantee you, Easy gentlemen, enough. that if you play Cult of the Lamb, you will get sucked in. It was okay. insanely addictive. It's a fun game. And it's sure, right? Game. It's, yeah, it's adorable. Okay. It's a bit it's a bit roguelike as well. Then we yes. have best ongoing game. Apex Legends. No. Destiny 2. Final Fantasy 16. Fortnite. And Genshin Impact. This might be the one to vote for Fortnite on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, it's probably either Fortnite or Final Fantasy 16. I don't play Final Fantasy 16, but I do remember the huge craze that happened when the update came out. Is Uh, Destiny still popular? Destiny, they still have the expansions, and I still believe there's one or two more coming out uh, for Destiny 2. But that's really all I can say about the whole thing right now. I haven't played recent expansions. Like Destiny 2 has like always had one of some of the best shooting uh, like mm-hmm. mechanics in any game. 
but i for me for me the loot system i can't it's bad yeah yeah i I can't do the loot system so i i'm okay with either fortnite or final fantasy 16 uh let's fortnite Fortnite then we'll do Fortnite. yeah the addition of no build mode yeah that's so good yes yes And like it blew up a lot when they did, you know, the whole special items with Goku and the web slingers yeah. with um, Spider-Man. So mm. there's a lot going on there. Games for impact. These are thought provoking games that either send a social message or meaning. OK, a memoir blue as dusk falls. Citizen sleeper. Endling extinction is forever. Hindsight. And I was a teenage eco colonist. I haven't played any of these. That's my issue as well. So I'm going, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start looking at some of these games. And if, as long as they aren't 20 bucks each, I will start. I know as dusk falls is on game pass. I'm going to try and take a look at some of these games. We're going to leave this vote for later. And I want to, I'm going to look at a couple of these. Okay. Sorry to those games, but I just haven't. Yeah, I haven't played. I haven't heard of them. Best performance to voice actor here. We have Horizon Forbidden West with Ashley Birch, who plays Aloy. Plague Tale Requiem, Charlotte McBurney, who plays Amicia. God of War Ragnarok's Christopher Judge, who plays Kratos. I'm really sorry, but there's next one is Immortality. Men engage. Yes. I never played Immortality. Yes. Do you know who she's playing as? Main character. Do you have the That's name? all you got to say. No, okay. it doesn't matter. Okay. First of all, wh- go ahead. And then lastly is just Ga- Ga- uh, God of War Ragnarok, Sunny Soljic, who plays Atreus. What? <laughs> no. Um, first of all, uh, I felt like I could be wrong here, but what's the name of the guy who uh, does Kratos? Christopher Judge. Judge. Christopher Judge. Did it seem like to you that he was trying to go even lower with his voice this game? Like I mean, more gravelly? There's a lot of grunts. It just There were certain <laughs> sections where it seems like his lines, he was like lower than normal, and it was weird to me. Um, the other one, the one I was just freaking out about. Immortality? Yes. That's my pick. I'll have to take a look at that game. I haven't. Here's the thing about that game. That game is literally uh, it's a bunch of clips of a actress. Right. And you have to kind of there's been games like this before where you're like typing in search things to find different clips and kind of piece the story together. Um, That game's phenomenal. And not only that, if you have Netflix, it's on Netflix under their game section. Oh, okay. you can literally play it on there. It's great. It's a great game. That's my pick. She did a phenomenal job. Yeah, because I'm I'm either I'm really between Ashley Birch as Aloy and Charlotte right. McBurney as Amicia. Uh, mm. I was going to go with Birch. Um, OK, I and I mean, she's the one who's standing out. But like now that you describe immortality due to the the nature of that particular game, that's an, intriguing my interest as letting mm-hmm that game have it as if i mean horizon hasn't won anything yet in what we voted on horizon's gonna know. get left out again <laughs> no i think horizon will get some other stuff and we'll talk about that with <laughs> the other ones i actually want to go charlotte mcburney here i think we're all three of us are in separate areas here um yeah. 
Amicia, okay. like the voice actor that plays Amicia and Requiem, like Amicia is a totally different character in this game. And I, I, I think she deserves it. So I maybe, maybe none of us vote this one because we all can't That's decide. Fair. That's fair. She did do a good job in Plague's Tale, but. I'm glad we all didn't jump on Christopher Judge's uh, God of War because, I mean, like, Kratos is good. I think Freya is the best acted character in that game, to Agreed. be honest. So Agreed. Emma Mir. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surprised she didn't get in there then. Yeah. Best audio design. We have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. This is where I vote Horizon Forbidden West for sound, sound design. I can get down with that. God of War is good, too. Yeah, I can get down with that. God of War and Elden Ring have some bangers, or as the kids say, they have things that slap or slaps. It, it slaps this, or whatever. This is, it's just audio, right? It's not like music. No, it's just, yeah, it's just okay. in-game it's audio overall. and sound design. Just audio and, and sound design. Yeah, okay. yeah and, for, okay. and for me, and I told you guys about this when I was playing Horizon as well, like, there was one moment in the very beginning of the game where I could hear birds, and I thought there were birds outside my window. <laughs> yeah. And I really haven't had that with any other game that kind of faked me out the way that game did. And okay. I just think there's a lot more creativity as well in the auto in the auto design for Forbidden West, where... And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know how Elden Ring gets in this. I'm sorry, but like it Elden Ring's a bunch of walking in grass and you hitting stuff off of metals. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but like, I, I don't know where audio like music is different. And this yeah, isn't music. Different. This is audio design. Saying. Yeah, so that's why like, it was good. That's why it was good to clarify exactly what it means. Yeah. As opposed to. I, th- I can get down with Horizon. I'm going to pick Horizon. This is where I yeah. fight it. All right, this is where I vote Horizon. They're sweet. Now, best score in music. Okay. Ah, straight. We have a Plague Tale, (laughs) a Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, ooh, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Craig, Metal Hellsinger. Metal Hellsinger is great, but I would have said Metal Hellsinger, but. There is a song instrumental piece at the very end of God of War that is like cinema quality and it's so good and it's so engrossing that I was like, I am ready to kick some ass. So like God of War easily for me (laughs) for sure. Um, I haven't gotten to that song yet. You'll know it when but, you get to it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, for some for a per, for the only person out of the three of us that actually that that did get through Elden Ring, mm-hmm. there there are some amazing scores and the bosses are up from softwares up their normal caliber if not even better in what they do with that. So that I'm leaning towards that and I'm really trying not to Elden Ring these awards. <laughs> now from software but, has banger boss music. They, they always do. have. Yeah, they do. But a, a lot of it is what Barry was talking about, though. Walking and filler and, <laughs> and metal grinding. Yeah. That's no, audio, like, though. El- Elden Ring has really good boss music. Um, and like for, for Ragnarok, you know, you can say the same thing about Kratos stepping in snow. 
Like it's just yeah, a lot of crunchy. Like, but that's but audio, that's, not music. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. mm-hmm. here, here's my thing as well. I am not far enough in God of War Ragnarok to say that sure. the it, the music I know is going to be good. Also, Craig, mm-hmm. just a heads up: the vinyl is surprisingly affordable if you buy it okay. on eBay. Oh. For God and of I War? know we talked about that. I just bought mine. Okay. Uh, if it has that song on there, it's worth it for me, and I'm assuming it does. And that I'm actually going to listen to the vinyl when it gets in, and I will okay. be able to have a clear pick. As mm-hmm. of right now, for me, I am I am going Elden Ring. That's uh, fair. For its okay. boss music. Yeah, that's fair. Best art direction. Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Scorn. Ooh, yes. And Stray. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not going to say Scorn because that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think I have to go. I think I have to go God of War just because of that one section. And you know what I'm talking about with all the colors. Oh yes, was, it, it was impressive. Yeah, it almost it almost beat out just any part of the Guardians of the Galaxy game for me. Yes, <laughs> like with that mm-hmm. direction. Yep. Um, and I use that as a template now for our direction, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, just in yep. general. Yep. The, um, Stray had its moments, but we're now at the top of the five like the top five games it definitely strays better than scorn definitely sorry i'm oh, looking yeah. at them over here strays scorn better is... than scorn scorn <laughs> that's so and... i get it's unique i get it i yeah. get it's unique but still but like you can you can argue that minus the muted tones that the scorn scorn has an amazing looking level design but then what beats itself out is no, the no, I, tones I can't, the I, can't do the level des- I can't do the level design that first level is the most confusing level <laughs> i've played all year and i've i got lost yeah, uh yeah. literally because this game doesn't tell you where to go so i yeah i'm yeah. we're not doing scored i'm completely okay with that <laughs> oh yeah my my thing here is And I knew I knew this I knew this was gonna come down to this, but I I also am for Horizon Forbidden West here. Um, I, I well, well the thing for the thing is for me and I again have not gotten far enough in God of War because I'm a terrible gamer. Uh, but Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West, like the art design and the care it takes into like the all of the clans and the art style that they have in horizon zero dawn i believe is really unique and they capture not only like the the vibrancy and colors of the game but also i think it really does well to respect the heritage that it all comes from so that i i am i'm and i know god of war is gonna look great i'm between those two and to be fair i don't i don't really mind voting for stray either but i um Stray's really good, but it's not better. I don't think it's better than Elden Ring, God of War, or Forbidden West. I think Forbidden West for me is a third, okay. um, or a, or a second. I would fluctuate between that and Elden Ring because of what Elden Ring, like the enemies that were created, the combination of the fantasy and the From Software combined was like a chef's kiss with that. Ragnarok looked like it had a cameraman mm-hmm. in the game. It looked like Kratos had like. In addition to his normal travel companions, <laughs> a cameraman that knew what to do at the biggest moments, and like that's 
I don't want to Ragnarok this, but or yeah. Elden Ring this, but like it's <laughs> it, it it it's okay. It, Ragnarok I, I, then. I, I'm That's... gonna say God of War. I'm gonna say okay. God of War. I'm just gonna Ragnarok. do it. I'm just gonna it, do it. Do it. Best I'm narrative. I'm playing Tell Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, no. Rise of Forbidden West. I sound like a broken record. Yeah, and then more, and then mortality. Immortality, immortality again. Immortality. I'm not, I'm not. I am not impressed with Horizon or God of War's story. I think Horizon. For me, it's immortality where... or a plague tale. Immortality. <laughs> I, I'm going to agree with either of those two. I haven't played a plague tale. I think Horizon, because of where the story went, actually, God of War story got so drawn out that it kind of lost me in places. Craig, we talked about this. Yep. So like, I don't even want to vote that there. I have not played Immortality, but I am highly intrigued with the concept <laughs> now that you've explained it. Yeah. So I'm okay I'm okay with like a, def- a different direction with what it's going. Elden Ring is all lore. So we're not going to talk about a narrative with Elden Ring when you have to find and then read literally everything and then deal with eight <laughs> cutscenes. <laughs> That yeah. introduce bosses and introduce the bosses dying. So like that. So we're gonna take Elder Ring out too. Like you know what I mean. Like I like where where your selections are going. Sure. Okay, we'll we'll go with immortality. I'm Wait. I'm okay with that one. I do I do believe a Plague Tale Requiem. Like it should go somewhere here, but next up <laughs> is going to be best game direction. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Oh my god. Immortality. And Stray. What's the name of this I'm category? I'm going Stray. What's the name of the category? Best you know, game. Stray. I'm. G- this is best game direction. And yes, again, Stray. I'll read it. Awarded right. for creative vision. And innovation of a game design and mm-hmm. direction. I would say Stray or Immortality, but Immortality is something that's been done before. There's like two or three other games that have done this style before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Stray. It's new. It's different. Let's go Stray. Yeah, there we go. Stray gets its Stray gets its award according to us. And then <laughs> wow, we're already here. The big yep. one, Game of the Year. Game is of the going month. to be the. <laughs> just don't even say stray kick it out of here yeah it's it. <laughs> i love st- yeah i love stray and and i can't i can't accept it here i'm sorry I have, I have to give it its due anyway all right okay a plague tale requiem elden ring god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west stray and xenoblade chronicles 3 i don't like any of these I really don't. Is it, are we sure Tunic's not in there? Tunic's like, not in there. I haven't, I haven't had that game that's like head and shoulders my game of the year yet. And maybe it's Callisto. But like, I've enjoyed those games. All of them. But I wouldn't say they're like, oh my god, this is the best game of the year. I'm. You're not going to like me. Go for it. I felt a certain type of way when I beat Elden Ring. And I think Elden Ring's really, a fine choice. It's it's a it's a great it was a great feeling when I finished that game. And yeah. um 
I uh, I liked it from top from top to bottom, from T to B. Okay. So I'm down with Elden Ring. And and here's what I'll say here. Uh the 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 text blurb here is recognizing a game that delivers absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields is what they want for game of the year. So for right out of the gate for me, I get I'm sorry, Stray. Stray doesn't yeah. fit there. Xenoblade mm-hmm. Chronicles 3 is a great JRPG, but it does not, it I is. think, fit in this. I feel like if Xenoblade Chronicles 3 wasn't attached to the Switch, and maybe they could have done a lot more with it on another console, mm-hmm. I feel like well, I'd be better fantastic. voting for that. I yeah. feel like I would be better voting for that. Horizon Forbidden West ending dumps me dumps me too far off yep. of it. Yep. So then we're left with a Plato Requiem, Elden Ring, and Ragnarok. Ragnarok I have not finished, but all I ever hear about it is how great Ragnarok is and the ending. Yep. Um, it's a great ending. A Plague Tale is that shock and awe ending uh, that yeah. that I mentioned before that does still stick with me, uh, that mm. that ending there. And then we have Elden Ring in which I I got very far into Elden Ring. Yeah, I didn't beat it. Um, uh yeah, this yeah, this one's t- this one's tough for me. Callisto Protocol. <laughs> yeah, none of the above. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna say Marvel Midnight Suns as game of the year. <laughs> Calling it now. Need for Speed. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I played like I didn't even get past the first boss in Elden Ring yet, so it's tough. But like, I can recognize that game's great. I just don't have the patience or time right now to spend a hundred hours on that game. But if you're saying the payoff is worth it, worth a hundred hours, then it's gotta be good. It's gotta be good. It is. It has the classic feel that you get when you beat any from software game, except it's not like the ending like blew me away because like, again, you know how from software games are, they're built a lot on lore and what you interpret from it. And then watching a YouTube video for 45 minutes of somebody (laughs) who actually did the research, you know, but if I can think of how the experience felt, if I can think of the most excited I was to turn on a game console, to play a game for the longest time this year, I would put Elden ring over, over these others. Okay. That's what that that's what I would do. Yeah, the only thing for me is just Elden Ring lacks that story experience, which is what that, that mm-hmm. that's it there is. Ragnarok and Plague Tale Requiem have that story experience for me. I yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with going Elden Ring here. Um just because what I want to say is God of War Ragnarok, I feel like is more of God of War. Yes, it's good it's great god of war is great and that's what we're rewarding it for and i know Mm -hmm. it's a minor thing but plague tale requiem was too long it was so is god Uh, of war so is so is elden ring so is horizon so is horizon yeah (laughs) stray wasn't no stray was stray was fine so i guess going off of that i think we just go back to stray (laughs) yeah stray (laughs) put the vote xenoblade is is naturally too long every game Yep, yeah, put it in for Stray. Let's go. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. We're gonna vote Elden Ring uh, right. here. 
because I think we're all at different aspects. Craig finished it. I am more than halfway, and uh, Craig only beat the first boss here. No, I didn't so, beat the first boss. You didn't beat the first boss. No. We're all at different levels of Elden Ring, and we mm-hmm. all can respect what it did. Yeah. And especially after, and I'll talk about it, especially after like playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet here, like what Elden Ring did for like their open world with no loading and it looks good. It ran good from pretty much the very beginning. Yeah. Um, all right. I hate to say it, but I'm going down ring here. Yeah. All right. I like all it. All right. That is the high sensitivity podcast of game of the year predictions and votes. Uh, one day, Je- one day Jeff Keeley will recognize us and we'll be shooting or recording the podcast right from the game awards. One day. Yep. Right That's on stage. One day. For. Front stage. Yep. One day. One with day. Jeff, with Jeff Keeley right right next to us, he'll be giving yeah. us his votes as special well. Special guest, special guest yes. Jeff Keeley. Special guest Jeff Keeley. <laughs> Overall, how do you guys feel about this stuff? I I tend to feel like there's a lot of overlap this year. Yeah, and they others. leave a lot of games out. They, they do. They focus in on like the same four or five games. I don't know. I just feel like there's other stuff out there. I mean, I like the fact that we were diversifying our answers based on the categories. Some you can't avoid when there's three games that are in eight categories, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's tough, but that's going to be it for news and the Game of the Wards segment here. We'll see how many we get right and we'll see uh, what what ends up happening with it. I feel pretty good about our list, to be honest. The Game Awards also tends to kind of be extensive and not like vote how we think we would. So mm-hmm. I just hope they stay the same as well. But let's be honest, you just want our game of the war, game of the year rewards to come out, which mm-hmm. you will get, you know, at the beginning it's of true. January here. We are already we, well at work. We got more games stuff. coming out this year. We can't pick yet. Yeah, right, exactly. Yep. <laughs> there's there's like three or four big games that still haven't been released. It makes yeah. no sense why they just don't hold the show till after January. Regardless, yeah, it doesn't. that's just the way things are. Especially with rewards, award shows, it seems like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Next up is going to be games this week, which this week was the perfect week to kind of catch up. But you guys probably played Evil West. I did play Evil West. I did not. I loaded it onto the PlayStation, but I was trying to grind God of (laughs) War. First and foremost, I beat God of War. That was my goal for this off week, as we can call it. And once I did that, I did play a couple hours of Evil West with the time I had left. All right, so I guess we'll talk about the oldest game here, and I'm sorry we haven't done the spoiler cast yet. Yes. Um, that's primarily my fault. You guys want to talk about God of War and what what your guys' kind of final thoughts and expectations are for everything? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so having beaten it, I will say that the ending is very good. Um, I really liked what they did. Uh, when you get towards the end... And you get to like the end boss battles. That's the stereotypical God of War boss battles that I enjoy. The, you know, big health bar and then f- get them down halfway. And then it does like the uh, Switch QT- QTEs where you're mashing circle mm-hmm. or square or R1. And then you throw or they throw you and then you go to a different area. Like I like all that stuff. It's cool. It's cinematic. I enjoy what they did. Um, I will say that. In order for me to beat this game, um, and again, without spoiling anything, there was a point for me where 
I knew the ending was coming, right? You can tell. I'm like, all right, I'm getting near the end. There was so many times that uh, the characters I was with would be like, hey, uh, we need to go here. But, you know, hey, if you want to go check out some other stuff, we got time. They said that I get I swear to you at least 10 times. Um, they're just like, hey, you sure you don't want to go? Ch- hey, you want to go to this place? Um, which is fine. Like they want you to kind of do everything. I didn't do everything yet um, because there was a moment where I'm doing the main stuff. I'm digging it and I'm like, OK, I do this one major thing. And it's like right before you get to the the what you would consider the end game. Right. And I finish it and it's like, all right, go back here to start your final preps. I'm like, OK, so I go there. I start to walk there. And there is um, a character that shows up and runs off. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, hey, we should follow him. I'm like, yeah, I'll follow him. Why not? So I follow the character and it gets you to this gigantic open area that can only be described as their attempt at Elden Ring. Um, And there was so much stuff crammed into this area so many side quests so many chests so many things to do and i was like you have got to be kidding me stop like it's too much and i literally did like one or two of the side missions and i was like i'm just gonna beat the game because this is ridiculous they have tried to squeeze so much into this game it's exhausting um Mm -hmm. the ending is awesome and the story's good but i felt like how I felt when I tried to play the Witcher where I'm just like, yeah. this is just, just overwhelmed. Knock it off. Like you don't, your game didn't need to be 50 hours. It needed to be 20 and, mm-hmm. and it would have been fine. It's I don't need another horizon forbidden West over here. I wanted God of war. God of war has always been 10 to 20 hours. Um, so the story is great. And the ending was awesome, but man, it was like the biggest chore in the world to beat this game. And I know Barry, like we've said, it's a sleepy game. It puts you to sleep when you play it at points. That, that's my issue. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, I had to literally like put the blinders on and be like, I am beating this game today. I don't care about any of the side stuff. I blocked it out and I just went right to the end and I feel good. Am I going to go back and play more? Maybe, probably not. Because even when you beat the game, guess what? After the credits roll, they're like, Hey, there's like all this other stuff that just popped up. You should probably go check that out. And I went, Nope, I'm not going to do that. Cause I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll go back to it someday. But like, as of right now, I was like, I'm good with my God of war experience. I don't need you to tell me there's 10 more hours of stuff to do after I beat the game. Get out of here. Uh, yeah. Good game, but man, is it frustrating? I share a lot of the same sentiments as you Craig. There's really only one thing that I need to say on my end for God of sure. war, because I, is I woke up today and I had off today mm-hmm. and I had about seven hours or so to play with my wife's work. And I'm like, I'm beating God of war today. Yeah. I'm doing it. And I got to the exact same part that you know, you I'm talking about. talking about the only difference between the smart man in the scenario, <laughs> i.e. you and the dumb man, i.e. me is I was like, Oh, let me go see everything. Yeah. And I did that entire area. I was like, I'll just do this part. And then that part turned into another part. And they're yep. like, oh, you got to kill a bunch of these things. And I was like, those cool, those are cool things to kill. I'll kill those. Maybe I'll get something that'll help me against the inevitable battles in the in mm-hmm. the in the ladder of the game. 
And I did that. And then it happened again and it happened again. And the whole area, like Barry, he's not joking. To put it in perspective, I woke up and I decided I wanted to beat God of War today. And I got to that side mission yep. in like the first 45 minutes of my playthrough. And I spent the remainder of the seven hours minus lunchtime yeah. playing that area, it's ridiculous. that whole area. It's ridiculous. And yep. it looks cool. And it's a good idea. Maybe earlier in the game or not at all. Or DLC. Just it's DLC D- that. It's DLC. It's 100% It's a DLC, DLC. amount. Yeah. And they stick it right before I'm on chapter like Craig, you know, I'm on chapter 14 going on 15. I think it is. And there's so like, like 16 chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to eat it today. I'm going to do yep. this and then I'll start Evil West and I'll have some content to talk about tonight. <laughs> nope. I get to that area and that's the entirety of my game day. So to put it in perspective, for those of you listening at home, if you're a chapter 13, beware when you yeah. get to 14. It's it's insane. So it's so unnecessary. It's a lot. It's so first of all, the whole again, I'm not I won't spoil anything, but the whole premise of this side area is going to rescue somebody, right? That's mm-hmm. like you're there and you're like, we should rescue this person. First of all, the person who needs rescued has no care one line in in the game and then all of a sudden they they decide to become important and and do this thing that makes you have to go rescue them i don't even know who this character is i was struggling yeah why do i care about this guy at all like he was so random and then it's this whole area about rescuing him i'm like you've got to be kidding me i'm not doing that i don't care (laughs) stop oh man and it's such a good ending too it's such a bummer that they just felt the need to bloat this game so much. Dear Lord, is it too long? <sighs> so angry. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I personally will have the game beat by next week because I feel like there's really only a half hour left. I just <laughs> you got you like, have like you have like an an hour left. Okay, be good. Yeah, I had an hour but, left for eight uh, hours today, and I'm I gonna try and get to where you guys are. I would honestly say. <laughs> well, you can't even ignore the side stuff because you need the equipment. You do. Yeah. Like you can't it's, not it's, do it. There's definitely a skill level yeah. and a progression yeah. in the enemy where you want to have some of that stuff. Yep. You don't need any stuff from this big one. No. I don't think. No, you don't. <laughs> but I don't know. But man, I, oh, man, this game is so like, hard for me to like because i want to just like criticize it so bad but the game itself is so good that it like it's it's tough to like be like this game sucks don't play it i'm like no it's actually really good you should play it but you're just going to be frustrated it's like mm-hmm. plague's tale same thing plague's tale is too long too but it's a great game yeah mm-hmm. <sighs> man anyways um evil west <laughs> here's what happens with evil west uh Going from God of War and then playing Evil West is not a good idea <laughs> because yes. it's do- it's doing the same thing, right? It's almost identical as far as what they're trying to accomplish. It's uh, it's a lot more linear and it's straight uh, melee combat with pistols and like you know some long range. But at, at its forefront, it's a melee based game. No combos, but like you know your basic. Press RB, hold RB for different attacks. Um, 
The game looks like it came out on the 360. First of all, it doesn't look good. Oh. Uh, it's it's rough. Um, it's very dark. Uh, I find the the story uninteresting. I was really bummed that I was like, I know you and I were both excited for this. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that looks cool. It's okay. I don't hate it, and I'll probably play through it, assuming I can get through it this before Friday, Callisto. Um, mm. But it's not anything special. And when you when you place it right after God of War, <laughs> it, it's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, now that you mention it, yeah, it's just over the shoulder, like same mm -hmm. thing, just but without without good graphics and without the mythology, but like, yep, still fighting otherworldly beings uh, beings. But like, you know, it, I could see that not being a good transition. It's not at all. If this would have came out like in the middle of the summer, I would have been like, that game's all right. But when you compare the two, it's not even close. So it's a game you could probably enjoy enough to play through, but you're going to forget in a week. So it, in that case, I would say pass. OK. Uh, for me this week, I played Pokemon. So mm -hmm. I kind of have a bit more extensive results on that one. Uh, one, you know, it's still the same Pokemon game. Uh, the Pokemon part is good. The game technically does not run well at all. Um, and we're kind of, you know, that's been covered to death mm -hmm. around here. Yeah. Some, some of the things that I do find issues with, uh, like right now is the map is just way too confusing. You know, I spent over an hour trying to hunt this one Pokemon that it says it's there, but I can't find it. Um, because I'm trying way too hard and I'm trying to, you know, do a lot of the Pokedex before even getting farther into the game. Um, the, the gym battles this year just and this Pokemon's missing a couple things, at least in my eyes. Like one, the gym battles aren't very. I don't find them very fun or challenging by any means, uh, like pretty much you just do a random fun mini game. And I can't even recognize them as fun. They're just mini game. And then it's like, OK, here's the gym leader. Go ahead and face the gym leader. And uh, and it's mini games like the one is like order the secret recipe from this one gym. And you have to talk to people to get this recipe that they're talking about. So you talk to people. It literally highlights <laughs> the words because it's trying to make it easy. You just right. guess the you guess the secret dish and they're like, OK, here's the gym leader. Where in past games, like there was at least a row of trainers that would lead you to the gym. Yeah. Leader. That's not a, that's not a really a thing in this game anymore. And on top of that, of uh, you can't really say the same because what I miss about sometimes in in Pokemon and especially from the older ones is all of the trainers are kind of optional to face on the road this time around. You have to talk to them in order to initiate battle. You can go this entire game and not really face a single trainer on the road. Wow. Uh, okay. Where I kind of miss that about the old games where, yeah. you know, there were certain choke points where it was like, okay, here's like seven battles in a row, you know, and you could either challenge yourself to go ahead and try and beat them all without going to a Pokemon Center, or there's usually a Pokemon Center right behind you. So you can do yeah. three, heal up, and continue. I don't know. I kind of like that about uh the older pokemon games and this one doesn't have that and when it comes to like the open world aspect yes the open world aspect is a lot better this one it just doesn't run well and on top of it too i just feel like it's a lot of walking in a walking in a place 
and there is like the fun of exploring and finding new Pokemon that you didn't know where they were because you have no idea where you are. And mm-hmm. j- just the whole getting around is a little bit better. I do wish like I, I do wish that you were able to do more with your kind of ride Pokemon or the legendary you get in the beginning of the game because you can mm-hmm. ride it on a motorcycle it can swim, it can jump, it can boost. Like, it's kind of meant to be your all-in-one purpose. But in order mm-hmm. to unlock those purposes, you need to continue farther into the game. So, like, I I literally can't walk in water because my character, you know, for all intents and purposes, drowns or can't swim. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's kind of harder to get the water Pokemon unless you're on the edge of a lake and you're throwing a Pokeball to go ahead and, like, fight the thing. I just wish there was a bit more, and they, they all talk about, like, freedom in a way i really wish there was more freedom in the beginning part of the game i wish it did allow me to you know this pokemon shit is also able to fly and i really wish like i could just fly over a mountain and go to the next town instead of trying to trudge you know and essentially because pokemon are in the overworld now you don't have to fight these people you don't have to fight trainers or pokemon you can literally just run right by them so why not give people the tools to tools to explore early so that way they don't feel the need to have to trug, you know, five, ten minutes in a certain direction uh, and just dodging Pokemon left and right. Like, I feel like they should have just given you the options to explore right at the beginning and then, yeah. you know, let you catch the Pokemon you want. Yeah, water Pokemon are usually in the water. Let me get those if I want them kind of deal and if i want flying pokemon let me get up in the air and fly around and catch something flying in the air is there no fishing pole there is a fishing pole um i must i must have skipped it because i have no idea where it is uh to be honest (laughs) okay that's like a staple Uh, in pokemon and who knows i I actually and who knows that there might not be an actual fishing pole now because for the most part like you used to fish to get the pokemon like magic carp and the other ones but now because Mm -hmm. they're in the overworld they want you just to walk up to them so to be honest, uh, I think okay. there might not be a, a, a pole anymore or a fishing rod anymore. They okay. just want you to, again, like when you're able, use surf for the Pokemon that can swim and then go out into the water. Wow. Okay. Okay. And still uh, technical issues galore for you? Oh, yeah. It's, it, it, it is bad. It is absolutely like technical issues and does not run well and... Man. You know, again, I just don't know. We don't know who to blame for it. Like, is it the is it the hardware or is that the Pokemon company tried to put out two games in one year with RCS and Scarlet and Violet? Right. Could they have yeah, they put Scarlet? Yeah, could they have waited? They probably could have. But the the thing is, and we've known about this for a while. Pokemon makes a lot of money, uh, a lot for them. And I have a feeling they looked at the dollar signs and went, oh, if we can put out two games in one year. That's All the two monies. times the money we're yep. going to get. And, you know, two times the more cards that they can put out, two times the more plushies, gear, everything yeah. that they can put out. So it's it's faster and better for them because they're able to do that kind of stuff um, and get it out quicker. You know, one thing that I I do my research on the on like the Pokemon and Game Freak company, and apparently they're 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 still fairly small, like they have the money to expand for sure, or maybe hire new talent in order to maybe expand on the games. But that's like hiring new talent is not something, of course, I have any clue with. And I think at some point, like, I kind of wonder, is the Pokemon company bigger than Game Freak itself? 
So do you have people who from the Pokemon company are telling Game Freak to make these games faster than what they can do possibly? And the Pokemon company goes, well, it's playable. Let's just put it out because we do have issues where this week they did say, oh, we aren't we haven't gotten any complaints about how Scarlet and Violet is (laughs) is running. First off, that's just a lie. Yep. You've yeah, that's flat out. And the reason I know it's a lie is because there are stories about people actually getting refunds on this game after buying it digitally. So much like with Cyberpunk and the fiasco that was, we're starting to see it happen with Pokemon because of its technical issues. They're offering refunds. So people have been complaining about how about it, but haven't, you know, they I guess it's either refused to acknowledge it or just straight up lying about the fact that people aren't complaining about it. So you kind of have to take it with it with what you will. You know, Pokemon has a lot of issues, but and you know, I'm part of the problem is that <laughs> they just buy it. But of course like me yeah. not buying a game isn't going to solve anything. It needs to be the masses that does it. I That's the reason why that's the reason why the masses don't do it is correct. every person in the masses believe that they're not the one who's going to make the point. It's like <laughs> it's the same thing it's the same thing it's the problem we have with i'm not gonna make this political but it's the same thing we have with voting like yep. yeah I, i'm yeah. not i'm not gonna make a difference so i'm not gonna yeah. stop buying it and then everybody thinks that so then game freak and pokemon can put out literally anything they could put out a pokemon game that accidentally has digimon on the front and people will be like oh i'll buy it it's still the pokemon game you know what i mean so yep. yeah you're not wrong yeah yeah, you're not wrong at all with that. And that and, and that's where I think a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of streamers, like big time streamers who are going, yeah, like things need to change with Pokemon. But like, h- how much can they change even? Because people and, you know, people are just blinded by the fact that it's Pokemon and they want to play it. That's all they care about Yeah, is playing yeah. it because it's a game that brings them happiness or does this or does that for them. Because Pokemon is a game i think that's rooted in a lot of our childhood and i think that's it why it's so big because not only is it rooted in us as high 20s low 30 year olds but also as people who are 10 5 7 love yeah. pokemon mm-hmm. too and that's not something yep. that we we see a lot of you know we're starting to see it with sonic becoming more yeah. popular with kids um but we really don't see it on the scale that pokemon has where it's you have a pretty much a 50 year group of people who are like, I got to have this game and buy <laughs> yeah. it. So, you know, there's, there's definitely something that game freak needs to do about their games, but again, they, they probably won't do it. And we're probably going to figure out that they're either releasing. I, I just wonder whether or not they're going to start making two games come out every year, which I don't think so. I think this was one, like, year that they decided to do Arceus and Scarlet and Violet. I don't mm-hmm. see like I don't see another Pokemon game coming out in February unless they've I been hope not. I hope not. I yeah. hope not. Exactly. So I'm not sure I'm gonna go with that this was an anomaly with two Pokemon games in one year, but who knows at this point? You know, yeah. you've had the di- uh Pokemon Diamond and Pearl teams have been done with their games for a little bit. So yeah. are they working on another remake? Or something like that like it's all kind of up in the air about what these people do and they keep tight-lipped so nobody really knows what is being worked on next but yeah. pokemon and i'll stop ranting but pokemon overall you know i like it despite its technical issues <laughs> it's fair 
which is the same with anything. But all right, uh, next up is TV and movies. Did anybody watch anything new this week? I did. I watched um, Wednesday on Netflix. Oh, I'm hearing a I lot did of good too. things about that. Yeah, and uh, I also forced myself to watch Terrifier too. Oh, you did? Why? Did. Why, dude? Why I watched, did you do that? I watched the first one, and I felt like I should watch the second one. Because for some reason, it's sitting at like an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. It is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, that's what I watched. <laughs> uh, Barry? What did you watch? <laughs> Barry's Hallmark been watching Christmas. World Cup. World Cup. Uh, I've been yeah. watching World Cup. Uh, I've also been watching a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies during okay. this uh, Thanksgiving break. I can't review any of them, to be honest. They're all the same yep. uh, guy falls in love with girl or girl falls in love with guy. But due to extraneous circumstances, they take about two to three hours to confess their love to each other. So yes. they will meet in either a bakery or library or bookshop or something. Usually. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then they'll confess it there at some yes. point over so, coffee. I have. <laughs> If there's one thing I can say is uh, the World Cup's pretty cool. Costa Rica won and beat Japan today. That's all I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I also I also watched Wednesday, but only the first episode. Okay, um, I watched my wife the and first I, my, three. Yeah, so we can chat about that sure. one. My wife is loves the Adams family. So, mm-hmm. um, and I also watched um, that Lizzo documentary that came out on HBO Max. Um, we're also a big Lizzo household as well. There's not an incredible amount to say because it is a documentary, but there, I could talk about that as well, you know, very briefly. Sure. I watched the, uh, the Selena Gomez documentary on Apple TV. Uh, oh yeah. And I didn't bring that up, but, uh, just like real quickly on that, I think it's, uh, I'm not a Selena Gomez fan. Let me just throw that out there. I think I know like a couple of her songs I would assume. Uh, but She's been through a lot. Obviously, it's been well documented. Uh, mental health issues, uh, she physical issues. She has lupus and all other kinds of stuff going on. But uh, I thought it was really good in that it shows you uh, the not so glamorous side of being famous and how exhausting and strenuous it can be. And I know I'm I've been guilty in the past of people being like, you know, when when famous people are like, oh, this is so hard. I don't want to do it anymore. Being like, you're making tons of money. Shut up. You know. Um, like it's, I, it's, it was very easy for me to watch that and be like, I understand why they say that now because it is grueling and Mm -hmm. people can be horrifying. And, uh, yeah, so it was, it was, I enjoyed it a lot. It, you know, showed a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, Wednesday, I, uh, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty good. Not gonna lie. It's pretty freaking good, man. It's like, not I what I expected, right? It's kind of like a, a like Wednesday goes to Hogwarts. <laughs> it is. That's a, it's that's essentially what it is. I mean, yeah. even in the beginning, because they like they announce like the different um, the different groups right. that hang out. You know, you have what do they call them? Like the Howlers, whatever the like werewolf yeah the werewolves. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are they? Uh, there's the Stoners. Is that one of them? The, Yes, I think there's also the mermen yeah. and merladies. Yes, uh, or the scale, the scalies, the scalies. Yeah, yeah, scales. 
Look at us. So they have like <laughs> they have like all these groups, and you're right. It's it's essentially Wednesday goes to a Hogwarts esque thing. Mm-hmm. But, and Christina Ricci's you know, in it. Christina Ricci. So cool. Christina Ricci is <laughs> the in original it, Wednesday fan. Adams. OG, and she had some funny lines in it too. Like mm-hmm. at least in the first episode that I watched, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones as yeah. Morticia. Yeah, can't can't go better. Um, they really casted it very well. Um, oh my gosh, the principal of the school is um, Game of Thrones. Yep, um, I forget her name though. Is it Gwendolyn uh, Bri- Christie? Brienne. Yes, Brienne of Tarth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's in it. She's the principal of the school. She's she looks. I had to double take. I had to even triple take, because I'm pretty sure when she first on this was on the screen. This has happened to me a couple of times with her because they how they specifically made Brienne a Tarth look. She'll come on and she's a beautiful woman. Like she'll come on and then you'll be like, is that Brienne? Like is that is that Brienne of Tarth? Like that happened again in Wednesday, and I was like, I think that's her. Let me look it up and see if that's her. and it was. Yeah. So yes. Um, go ahead, Craig. Sorry. No, it's uh, I don't. I wasn't sure what I was expecting out of the show. I was expecting mm-hmm. like just I don't know Adam's family shenanigans, but I was pleasantly surprised that it was like, oh, there's an actual story here with the mm-hmm. school, and she's trying to figure out what's going on at the school. And you finish that first episode, and like you kind of sit there, and you're like, am I? am I interested in this? Do I care about yeah. this? What? what? Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. Uh, surprisingly it was for me, it was like, this is the perfect uh, background show is what I thought it was going to be. And then I was like, Oh, I actually do have to pay attention. This is a uh, entertaining and interesting and there's a lot going on. So yeah, hats off to yeah. them for pulling it off. And you know what? Like since we made the Hogwarts or the Harry Potter comparison mm-hmm. at least or whatever, the, the last thing I'll say about it, what's cool is like, it had like a chamber of secrets t- tri wizard tournament kind of yeah. thing where there's like a there's like literally a part that's similar to a tri wizard tournament in it and then also kind of like the who done it from chamber of secrets mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like there's like some murderings going on or like some foul play some tomfoolery there's and definitely some murder yeah there's <laughs> definitely some murder I was like, oh, there's like there's like blood and stuff in this. This is okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, hats off to Tim Burton. I know he directed, I think, four out of the eight episodes at least. And I think it was the one the one that I watched. So that was that was definitely good. I can't wait to watch the rest of the series. Yeah, for sure. Um, Terrifier, too. Craig, did you watch the first Terrifier? While ago. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about Art the Clown? I. I. I, I feel it's like an indifference um, yeah. because yeah. I have like a strong feeling for a yay and a strong feeling for a nay. Like he's sure. not my favorite. He's not my favorite uh, murderous or at least bad clown sure. in clown history. But I kind of was interested with the fact that I walked away from that experience and I at least was not repulsed by that sure. antagonist. Yeah, it's interesting because like the first one, like – I didn't hate it. Um, it's like that old school, so over the top with the gore that it's like, mm. let's see if you can survive watching this movie or if you're going to get too grossed out. Um, that yeah. can be kind of an interesting thing that isn't done so much anymore. Like, uh, um, I mean, Saw was kind of that back in the day. Uh, Hostel. Mm. I think of Hostel mm. as like 
in my oh, time yeah. frame, that was a big one. Um, that was gory for that time. Oof, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and the first terrifier is extremely gory. Let's just throw that out mm-hmm. there. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. insanely gory. Um, so the second one, obviously you can tell that they have a bigger budget. Um, what I can say though, is that like all the money went into the, the effects, right. Practical effects. And like none of it went into the acting because the actors are all awful, just awful. Um, not even passable, like just them reading their lines. I'm like, Oh, you couldn't find somebody better. Like this yeah. is insane. But, um, what I'll say about the, like, people aren't really there for the acting, right? They're there for like, Oh man, what kind of crazy gory kills is he going to do? How are they going to top the first one? Cause that was so over the top. Uh, I feel like I don't get like grossed out or squeamish with movies. I just don't, but I feel like with this one, we're getting to where it's not healthy for people to see. Right. Uh, it's, it's like, you're doing so much and like, it's all practical effects and it's incredible how realistic they can make it look. Uh, but like you kind of sit there and you're like, is this gonna ultimately somebody's going to watch this? Is this going to inspire them to do something? Cause it's like, mm. it's too much. Um, and it is, it's just like, you could tell the, I don't remember the name of the director, but he's just like, okay, how do I top this? All right, how do I top that? All right, here. All right, let's just keep going. And it's just like, is this guy, is this director secretly murdering people that we don't know about? Because it definitely seems like it. Um, I don't know. It, the the acting's not great. The story's stupid. Um, and you're just there for the kills, which is sure. Um, but I I don't know. It, I don't think it's necessary at all. Um, if you can make it through it, Barry, there's no way you would make it through it. Thank you. I'm, I'm appreciating you're not trying to force me to watch this one. No, you would. I wouldn't even force you to watch the first one because uh, that is like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like, if you watch it, Craig, we can kind of see what you think. But I just like, I almost felt gross after it was over. Yeah, I'm just like, oh god, that was gross. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't want to. I, I refuse to become the old person who's like, this is too much. But I, I don't know. I just yeah. like, man, this is. This is a bit much. Young kids with yeah. your scary movies. Because I, I watched a lot of crazy movies growing up horror-wise that were just so much gore. Mm. But this is like a new level, honestly. Mm. But yeah, wouldn't recommend. I'll have to take a peek at that. Oh, you will. Yeah, I will. Um, Real quick, just sure. five minutes on Love Lizzo. Love yeah. Lizzo documentary. I don't want this to sound like a plug because I'm pretty much going to go through and tell and tell everybody that they should watch it. Um, and the reason why is even if you're not a big Lizzo fan, you have at least heard um, about damn time or some of her other ones like yep. that really kind of made it mainstream at least and specifically recently. Uh, that woman has such energy that I left that I left that documentary feeling like I could do anything. And Certain people, it's interesting looking at how they became who they are. Everybody's got a I was up all night eating ramen story, uh, or a lot of people do at least, especially in the creative field of how they went from starving artists, regardless of what artist you are, to rich artists. But it's kind of interesting seeing her in particular growing up and having to deal with not just um, specific like color of her skin issues, but also the issue of like what 
America perceives as a a uh, as pretty or as beautiful. So like when you combine those two and then when you actually look at what she had to do in the beginning of her musical uh, journey, uh, if you, if you need something like, I wish they could have condensed that documentary into like a five minute clip so that I could watch that every day before work, because (laughs) it's like, I felt like the only time that I felt that way in the last couple of years was probably after watching the Michael Jordan documentary. Yes. You know, like you, you guys know how you felt like after that, where you're mm-hmm. just like, wow, I could do anything. And look at <laughs> he did. Look at it. What, look at what all the stuff he did. That's what I felt like after Lizzo. Like I watched it late at night, which I shouldn't have because I had like a weird documentary induced energy after it. It was like a <laughs> cup of coffee. It was weird. But it's called Love Lizzo. It's on HBO Max. It's free. She's got a great story. The first 10 years of her career, she wasn't even famous. So like, it's, it's interesting to see how she got, the, how she, how, how she went there. And she's, she's like my age, she's like 34. So it's crazy. Anyway, that's all I had to say. about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, you know, if you putting, putting you in the Lizzo energy made you guys feel a bit more <laughs> up and about from yeah. the killing phase that I guess Oof. the one movie <laughs> Craig was talking about. Yeah. So yeah. much prefer you guys watch Lizzo from the sounds of it. So. Yes. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys did like the podcast, please make sure to review it on your listening platform of choice. Please make sure to share it with a friend if you think they liked it. And if you're interested that we do have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Twitch. If you're interested in following any of those, just to see, I post up the video in the podcast link every week. And we also post some major news if we happen to catch by it on Instagram. So those are the main two ones you want to follow in case you guys want to. Uh, other than that, we do have an email if you feel like messaging us at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com if you want to ask us any yeah, hypothetical yeah. and tell us that all of our picks for the Game Awards are absolute crap and we don't game at all. You can do that as well. <laughs> but we thank you guys for listening again. We really appreciate it. Over 3,000 listens for us doing this for a couple of years now it means a lot. I do appreciate everybody that continues to listen to the podcast. 3,000 is a number I sometimes can't even comprehend. So <laughs> yeah, I thank you to everybody who listens, and hopefully you guys, we continue to put out a product you enjoy. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Good night, guys. <laughs>